Come on, Jesus is calling you. So Bartimaeus throws aside his coat and he jumps up and Jesus says, what do you want me to do? He says, my rabbi, I want to be able to see. So Jesus says, go for your faith has healed you. And instantly the man could see and he followed Jesus down the road. See, the response took place in the moment when Jesus told him to come. But before that, Bartimaeus had a desire to cry out to Jesus for a move in his life that would change it forever. See, it wasn't just enough that he was crying out to Jesus. The moment of change took place when he responded when Jesus said, come. When Jesus said, hey, tell him to come here. That's when the response took place. And he throws off his garments. We've talked about this before, but a little history is that back then, you, you dressed as your social status, right? So, so those that had leprosy and these different diseases, they were clothed in certain ways so that you knew who they were. So, and, and what I've read about this is that more than likely Bartimaeus would have been dressed as an individual who you could be, be signified as, okay, this guy has some sort of ailment, disease, or blindness, or something's going on with him. So one of the first things he does before he responds to Jesus, if he, he throws off his old self, so because how many know that in your response to Christ, it's going to cause change in your life? Like you can't go and be going around with the same identity and responding to Jesus. Because if you're crying out for the more, he wants to give you that. He's not going to leave you stranded. He wants to give you that. But the response comes in when he says, hey, come on. And then Bartimaeus throws his clothes off. He throws off his old rags. And see, a lot of times when Jesus is calling us and he says to come, or when he says, come up here, come higher, I want to know you. We have to throw off these old mindsets, throw off these old identities, whatever is keeping us in the place that we're crying for God to get us out of, we have to get rid of that. See, in seasons of our life, we're saying, God, rescue me, God, save me. And then when he responds, we're going into that response with the exact same things that were holding us back, we're asking us to rescue us from. Bartimaeus is saying, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus' response in this very moment is, hey, just bring him up here, bring him to me. (laughs) Bartimaeus kept knocking over and over, knowing it would be open to him, right? Our flesh and the enemy, oftentimes, if we're crying out for this change in our life, or if we're crying out for, maybe there's, there's something that we're longing for for God. Maybe it's a business idea. It doesn't always have to be something that's down here in the valley, guys. Right, Because I think that's the other thing that we get messed up in church culture is that when we're on the mountaintop, everything's gravy. Ah, we're good, we're good. Oh, me, me and God are good. I prayed last week. Hallelujah, everything's good. My finances are good. Everything's looking good. My job's good. I just got a raise. Me and God talked last week. And what happens in church culture so many times is that we think when we're at the mountaintop, everything's great. In fact, I see more success in the life of Jesus when he was in the wilderness being tempted by the devil. Because through those moments, what happened? Ministry was birthed. World change was birthed after his face-to-face encounter with Satan. (laughs) 
Can I just say this? The church glorifies baptism a lot. Like we're going to have baptisms in spring. I'm going to baptize people. It's going to be fun. But a lot of times the church glorifies baptisms. And I think I've said this before. I'm going to say it one more time just because I'm on a soapbox for a second. <clears throat> How crazy would it be in our services if we said, hey, you know, you're coming into baptism, but just understand like Jesus, after you get baptized, there's a potential you're going to come face to face with Satan and not, you know, and Holy Spirit's going to cause you to not eat or drink for 40 days. Are you ready? Like, ah, hold on. Let's talk next week. I'll wait for the t-shirt. Um, but yes, we're going to do baptisms in spring. I'm super excited. God is good. <laughs> so, hey, you never know. You could be called into the wilderness to not fast, eat or drink for 40 days. I mean, I'm just saying. It could happen. God's done some crazy things. Bartimaeus shouts out, son of, son of David, have mercy on me. Catches the attention of Jesus in his, in his response He's healed instantly. Instantly healed. Like, boom. And so I just begin to honestly think like, your response can bring about an instant or sudden change to your situation. That's how good God is. Because Bartimaeus could have just stayed there. And when Jesus said, bring him to me, Bartimaeus could have been like, ah, well, there's too many people. I'm kind of embarrassed. I'm not wearing the right thing right now. I might smell a little bit. Maybe I'll catch Jesus when he comes back through town next week. But instead he said, no, 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 no. I've been crying out for this in my life for so long. So the moment Jesus says to come, I hear I come. And in that response, immediately he was healed. Jesus, you're good. <laughs> Many are called, few are chosen, right? Matthew twenty two fourteen. for many are called, but few are chosen. And this is kind of the, the, the breakdown of what I want to share with you. Is when it says many are called, that word could actually, in the original context of scripture, you can actually change that word to many are invited. But few are chosen. And oftentimes, I've learned in my personal life, my wife's life, I've learned that sometimes being chosen is, 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 is set up by your response to the invitation God leads you to. I've often learned that in my life that a lot of times my biggest breakthroughs have come when I've accepted the invitation that Jesus has put forth, whatever that looks like. Hey, I want you to give this up. I want you to be in a place of prayer here, of fasting here. I want you to, to do this. I want you to, to let go of this. I want you to go tell this person you forgive them. In areas in my life, I've seen the greatest breakthroughs and the greatest areas of being chosen when I've accepted the invitation that Jesus has given for that. Because many are invited, but few are chosen. What separates that? Right? Is it that God's in heaven predestining everybody? Like, you're going, you're going, you're not. doesn't matter what you do. You're going, you're going, you're not. We're predestined to be made in the image of Jesus. Yes. But what's happening here, many are called, few are chosen. Well, why are few chosen? It's because a few are not accepting, or, or excuse, excuse me, let's say like this. The few that are chosen are the ones that are accepting the invitation. I believe God's inviting everybody. I believe he's asking everybody to come. But those that are chosen are the ones that are responding correctly to that invitation. So this is your daily 
Your daily is waking up saying, Jesus, today I'm accepting the invitation to do what you're calling me to do. I look at every Monday and and Tuesday and, and Wednesday and Thursday. I look at these all as opportunities and I pray over each and every one of you. Some of you even get a personal text from me saying that I'm praying for doors to be open for you to minister the gospel in the world around you. I pray this daily for the church. I pray this daily for the members, my friends, my family. Why? Because I truly believe that God is sending out invitations for you to change the world. The day of that lackadaisical, I don't know if I want to go. You ever, you ever like, you ever been there? Like you get invited somewhere and you're like, yeah, I'm ready to go. And then it's like the day of, you're like, I don't want to go. Man, I've been there so many times. Like, yeah, dude, I, I can't wait to go. And then like the day comes and it's like two hours before and you're on the couch you're like, oh, man, like how much time do I got left? I've been in that place. But there's just something different when we're accepting the invitation that Jesus is getting out with, with a cheerful heart. And that's where we need to be at as the body because oftentimes the church has really overcomplicated what it looks like to accept the invitation from Jesus. And, and we've turned evangelism into an event. Or we've turned the things of God into like, oh, we'll do this once a month. When really it's a daily thing. He's sending out invitations every single day. Many are called, few are chosen. Bartimaeus had a response in this moment to make when Jesus said to come. He had been crying out, crying out, crying out. And he recognized when the son of David said, come. See, there's prayers in your life you've been praying about, you've been contending about. But will you be sensitive enough that when Jesus says come, to leave behind those things that were holding you back to say, here I come. I'm going to respond differently. You know, one thing we often talk about, my wife and I talk about this a lot, is that seasons can look the same. Right? Summer is summer. Like, it's not going to be cold in the summer because summer is summer. There's going to be some similarities in the seasons, but they'll always be different. Like I can look back a few years ago and say, hey, during one spring, we didn't have two kids. Now this spring, we have two kids. It's still spring. The season's the same, but the circumstances are different. Well, Pastor Johnny, what are you you saying in this moment? What I'm saying is this, guys. You may be in a season right now that looks very similar to a season of long ago. But your response of this season and what God's calling you into now is going to dictate your future. Not just that, but it's also going to dictate the fruit that you're planting in the ground right now. And that's the biggest thing. The biggest thing is that it's not always going to be about your situation, but it's going to be more about what you're sowing into the situation for the future. Does that make sense? Because it's the response. It's how you're responding to the invitation that Jesus is giving out. Let me get some of my worship team up here. Let me get you beautiful people up here. Man, that was a good word. How many needed that? Right? How, how many need, like, needed that, that, that place to say, God, like, I want to respond to you in this season of my life differently than I've ever responded? 
I love it because and, and, and many are called and few are chosen. It doesn't hinder Jesus from sending out multiple invitations to you. Right? Like that, that's how good he is. Is that it, it, if you don't accept the first one, it's like, ah, oh, never mind, I'm not gonna send it their way. He'll send out multiple invitations in hopes that you make the better choice to, to, to follow and to respond correctly. And so, beloved, let that equip you for this morning, for your weeks, for your months, or for the season that you're in. We're, we're all in a different season. Like, even though we're here collectively, we love Jesus, but God is doing stuff that's different in everybody right now. God, there's just different seasons. Well, God, show me this. God, that's why I love getting together on our Thursday nights and just, hey, what's God showing you? What's God doing? Because you just get to hear all the different awesome things that God is doing in people's lives. But the one constant is that God is good and Jesus is on the throne and that he's calling us into more. So whether it's a, man, I'm in this rough place in my life, I need prayer. Or whether it's like glory to God in the highest, hallelujah, everything's amazing. The constant is always the same. Is that God is good and Jesus is calling us to more. So carry that with you. And man, just get real with God. And just ask him, Lord, are there some things that I have been crying out and and praying for that you're telling me to come, but I have not yet ripped off that old mindset, and so I'm trying to go into the new wearing my old garments? Because that could potentially hinder the move that God's wanting to make in your life because you're not responding correctly. Many are called, few are chosen. Remember, many are invited but few are chosen. We've talked about it before, guys. It's not up to the host. Once the invitation's sent out, it's up to the invitee. Is that even a word, an invitee? It is? Cool. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. It's up to the invitee when that invitation's sent out to whether or not they're going to accept. Man, that's so good. So I believe the same this morning in our worship and in our praise. There's a response to be made. The Bible's clear. You know, it talks about, uh, we, could, we could hand the mic to Pastor David and probably for the next 16 hours, he can talk about praise and how, how God is calling us into deeper levels of praise and how praise changes our life and changes our world. And if there's anything you're in need of when it comes to praise and worship, if you have questions, get with Pastor David and Pastor Marissa. We even have some curriculum we can give to you. I think he's going to be teaching. We need to do that again. We need to do the, uh, the enthroned class like we did a few months ago. We need to do that again. That was so good. That was rich. Rich, 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 rich. Richie, rich, rich. Now that's rich. Richie, rich, rich is rich. Y'all remember Richie Rich, McCulloch Colgan? Throwback, right? <sighs> so there's a response to be made this morning. Number one, I love you guys. Thank y'all for letting me sow that word. And the other thing too, can I just be real? Like, thank you guys for never expecting me to preach to you for two and a half hours or go through points A, B, C, D, one, two, three. And, and, and if you guys do have a problem with that, just come talk to me. But I'm always going to share my heart with you guys based on what the Lord is telling me. I don't need to pretty up or, or, or extend or go into anything deeper to prove knowledge. Well, I know that the theologians, and let me break this down. Like, I, I don't need to do that. I'm just going to be obedient to what the Lord's telling me to say and do, and that's it. That's all I need. I say it often. If he gives me one word or one sentence, you guys better be ready for it. 
Like if he just, if I just come up here and I'm just like, glory. Like, uh, amen, man, what a, yeah, my, my pastor preached a sermon this morning. Glory to God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, but guys, I love you guys so much. I really do. Thank you guys for being such a, such a people that just radiate the love of God and radiate his heart. Like I look at each and every one of you and I know that you're chasing after God. Whatever season that you're in, I know that you are chasers of Jesus' heart. So be encouraged because again, I don't look at you guys as members, but as family members. I look at you guys as, as this tribe of individuals who are going after God's heart to see a city and a region changed for the glory of the Lord. Amen?